Hello, hello, how's it going? Today is January 22nd, 2020. Actually, by the time you hear this, it'll be 23rd. So get ready for a Thursday. Today's going to be a great day. Today in the world, we have a high-resolution map of a brain. The 2020 AI and neural and machine learning trends for 2020. Yeah! Uh, we have a coronavirus update. Um, therapy? Or should you cut your bangs? I don't know. And microbes in your gut could probably predict when you die. And, uh, we have some mysterious DNA from child burials. And our biohack today, EMF radiation protection for your cell phone, laptop, and tablet. Let's go, come on. Alright, so a joint effort between Google and Genelia Research Campus has achieved a significant breakthrough in brain mapping. They published a largest high-resolution map of brain connectivity to date, offering a 3D model of 25,000 fruit fly neurons across a diverse range of cell types and multiple brain regions. The team achieved the feat by cutting sections of the brains uh, into ultra-thin 20 micron slices. Imaging these pieces with electron streams from a scanning mic electron microscope and stitching them back together. The result is a sophisticated map with so few disruptions that it's practical to trace neurons from the brain. Anyone can see and download the data and there are papers were both available on the way and uh, detailing the work. It doesn't really accomplish much of itself, but it does prove to be a treasure trove of data for scientists looking to understand fruit flies in particular or brain functionality at large. Could be a great way to start a neural network. Speaking of neural networks, what are the machine learning and AI trends for 2020? Well, number one published by Forbes is natural language processing. NLP uh, uses trained language models uh, and it's going to be significantly cheaper, faster, and easier if they allow to treat, treat pre-train an NLP model in one large data set then finally tune it to adapt to other NLP tasks. Um, so like the new NLP paradigm is pre-training plus fine-tuning. Linguistics and knowledge are likely to advance the performance of NLP models. Neural machine translation is demonstrating visible progress. Simultaneous machine translation is already performing at the level where it can be applied to the real world. Uh, by optimizing neural network architectures and leveraging visual context, introducing novel approaches to unsupervised and semi-supervised machine translation. All right, number two, conversational AI. Conversational AI is an integral process of uh, business practice across industries. Uh, more companies are adopting the advantages of chatbots uh, to customer service, and chatbots are a must-have asset if you want to run your own website. So, um, in total, dialogue systems are improving at 
tracking long-term aspects of the conversations. Number two, uh, many research teams are addressing the diversity of machine-generated responses. And lastly, emotion recognition is seen as an important feature of open domain chatbots. So imagine your AI having a personality. Weird, right? Number three, finally, the computer vision. This is going to be super trendy. You like augmented uh, reality? Well, imagine in healthcare, security, transportation, retail, banking, and more. Um, 3D is currently one of the leading research areas in computer vision. The popularity of unsupervised learning methods is growing. Computer vision research is becoming successfully combined with NLP. And lastly, reinforcement learning. Reinforcement learning continues to be less valuable for best business applications than supervised learning. And even unsupervised learning, it's successfully applied only in areas where huge amounts of simulated data can be generated, like robotics and games. However, many experts recognize RL as a promising path towards artificial general intelligence, or true intelligence. These uh, research teams from top institutions and tech leaders are seeking ways to make RL algorithms more sample efficient and stable. Multi-agent reinforcement learning, MARL, is rapidly advancing. So keep a hot word out for MARL. Off-policy evaluation, off-policy uh, learning are recognized as very important for future RL applications. Exploration in an area where serious progress can be achieved. Um, so these are super cool because it gives you um, a little opportunity to like maybe try out some MATLAB or some Python and, and start coding your own little neural network. Moving forward. Alright, I hope you guys are ready for a coronavirus update. They say the Chinese virus from Wuhan, which was published in a journal of medical virology, actually shed some light on potential origins of the virus. Last time I spoke, it came from a meat market. Well, they're saying now that it may have been transmitted to humans from snakes. How does that happen? Well, animal to human virus transition transmission is nothing new. Ebola, Zika are two current well-known examples of virus that originates from animals and proceed to cause deadly outbreaks to humans. Well, if you remember that conference, that they were gonna speak about the, the the virus studies. This is weird. They say it could, you know, work on say worm viruses and now it's snake virus? Maybe, I don't know. Well now seventeen are dead. Five hundred and forty are affected. It's in America. And well they tra they they shut down the public transportation in Wuhan. Um, where, it, where it started, and well, the World Health Organization met on Wednesday, which I was speaking of. Well, they said it's a public health emergency of international concern. So, everybody's bearing down. So, um, try not to go anywhere, right? The move. I have a co worker that's sick, so you got from that. I'm a client, and uh, yeah, I showed up to work. Not a big deal. He is Asian. Look, he got everything. 
So next on the list, uh, when should you cut your bangs? Only after therapy, says the Atlantic. Um, yeah, I think cutting your hair, I kind of feel like it's a tough one. I've got long hair right now, and I've thought about cutting my uh, hair into some like really short bangs just to throw people off, but I'm a professional, guys. I have uh, long hair because I believe in spiritual antennas. Have you ever heard of that? Well, um, not to go a little weird with uh, a biblical reference, but Samsonite was a person who had power in his hair, and I kind of feel like I have power in my hair. So I think whenever you go through like a change in your life and you want to cut your hair, maybe have therapy first. I think I'm going to cut my hair when I feel like... Um, it's sensibly right. Well, it's the ultimate expression of self-delusion, a desperate attempt to write something deeply wrong with the pair of scissors, says Atlantic. Uh, the trope of emotional distress bangs is almost upsettingly widespread. No one, no one specific age group seems to be more familiar with it than any other. The millennial fashion site, Man Repeller, is called Should I Get Bangs? One of the top three existential questions that plague the human psyche since the dawn of time. The New Yorker has published a quiz called, titled Are You Emotionally Stable Enough to Get Bangs? Teen, teenage YouTubers make videos such as having a make mental breakdown and cutting my own bangs. And Michelle Obama. <clears throat> refer to her own bangs as a midlife crisis in 2013. So, um, I think you should definitely just talk about it, you know, before you cut your hair. I don't know. We'll get there one day. Alright, the microbes in your gut could predict whether you're likely to die in the next 15 years, reports Science Magazine. Microbes in our gut has been linked to everything from arthritis to autism. Now scientists say that they can even tell us about our future death. Let me get a little action-packed zoomies. And this is a combination of fear mongering and um, our abstract, abstract. This is our abstract of the day. Yeah. Abstract. This is our abstract of the day. Okay. Abstract. Abstract. Let's get this to it. This is our abstract of the day. Published abstract. by MedRx. This is our abstract of the day. By Abstract. This abstract is called Taxonomic Signature of Long-Term Morality Risk in Human Gut Microbiota. The abstract of fecal material and development and sequencing. Technologies have enabled cost-efficient, standardized, and non-invasive gut microbiome profiling. As a result, microbiome composition data from large several cohorts have been cross-sectionally linked to various lifestyle factors and diseases. In spite of these advances, prospective associations between microbiome composition and health have remained uncharacterized due to lack of sufficiently large and representative population cohorts 
with comprehensive follow-up data. Here we analyze the long-term association between gut microbiome variation and morality in a large, well-phenotyped represented population cohort uh, sample size 2000, uh, 7,211 in Finland, 2012. We report specific taxonomic or functional signatures related to the Enterobacteriaceae family in the human gut microbiome that predict morality during the 15-year follow-up. These associations can be observed in the eastern and western Finns who have differing genetic backgrounds, lifestyles, and morality rates. A result supplement previously reported cross-sectional associations and help to establish a methodological and conceptual basis for examining long-term associations between human gut microbiome composition and scent outcomes and general health status. These findings could serve as a solid framework for microbiome profiling and clinical risk prediction paving the way towards clinical application of human microbiome sequencing aimed at prediction, prevention, and treatment of disease. Wow. Thanks, Vico Salama, who consulted for Nova Nordisk and SoFi received honor for these companies in collaboration with Bayer AG, all unrelated to this site. Well, that was interesting. I think, uh, like we say, a diverse biome is a happy biome. Maybe I'll live longer. Speaking of life, extending life, DNA from child burials reveal profoundly different human landscape in ancient Africa. So, 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 so. Uh, I want to just, you know, Talk about Central Africa and how it's too hot and humid for ancient DNA to survive. Published by sciencemag.org. Or so researchers thought. But now, the bones of four children buried thousands of years ago in a rock shelter in the grasslands of Cameroon have yielded enough DNA for scientists to analyze. It's the first ancient DNA from humans in the region. As the team reports today in Nature, it holds multiple surprises. For one, the area today is the homeland of Bantu speakers, a majority group in Western and Central Africa. But the children turn out to be most closely related to hunter-gatherers such as the Baka and the Afka groups, traditionally known as pygmies, who today live at least 500 kilometers away in the rainforest of the Western Central Africa. So in this study, Geneticists and archaeologists took samples from DNA-rich inner ear bones of the four small children who were buried about 3,000 to 8,000 years ago. That's a wild range. At the famous archaeological site, Shumlaka. The researchers were able to sequence high-quality full genomes of two of the children and partial genomes of the other two. Comparing the sequences to those of living Africans, they found out that the four children were distant cousins, and they had inherited about one-third of their DNA from ancestors, most closely related to the hunter-gatherers of Western Central Africa. Another two-thirds of children's DNA came from the ancient Basel source in West Africa, including some of the long-lost ghost population of modern humans that we didn't even know about before, says population David Reich of Harvard University. Modern humans, ghost population? Tartaria, 
Oh. Um, so... I guess overall it's a diversification. Third key lesson of the study is that ancient DNA can be extracted from bones and sent after, after all. The future is not bleak for ancient DNA in these regions. So, that's interesting. Raise a lot of questions. Now, let's just get to our. Alright guys, so glad you kept it up this long. We have a trusted EMF expert over here, Defender Shield. I've got one of their phone cases, I've got laptop shields. I use it sometimes, I lost my laptop shield, it was a bit clunky. I wish it was a case so I could fit around it, but then the case won't fit my book bag. Maybe something slim and maybe cloth-like, maybe one day. But right now my phone case is working good. It's lost its magnet, but it works great. It fits my phone, it's a, it's a magnet on the back, it attaches to this. The wallet filled with uh, a Faraday cage kind of deal. I'm thinking about my own design where it actually closes the whole thing rather than just the front and back. But the front and back's good enough to protect my butt. So I keep my phone in my back pocket. Sometimes I sleep with it. Most of the time I sleep with it. Mostly all the time. But it's okay. Sometimes uh, I, I'm mindful. But I think about being mindful. They've got a lot of cool little gadgets on their thing. It's about 75 bucks for a case. And um, they got a blanket, they got little wallet things, pouches. I don't know, I think it, it, it would be helpful to like be mindful that like the millimeter uh, frequency that the 5G will produce could be painful if, uh, if it was ionizing. Thank God it's not ionizing, so maybe we don't really have to worry about But if we do worry about it, this is the thing to buy. I think it's pretty good. They got other things out there, like a little, uh, like a little copper plate you put on the back of your phone, which projects it the other way. Kind of interesting, you know, conduct the EMFs away from your head. But I don't want to be too mindful about when I put it in my pocket because if it goes out towards my butt, then it would be extra harmful to my butt. So, hey guys, check it out. It's pretty interesting. I, I think I just use it subconsciously now and try to be mindful. I've got the headphones. So if you want to try the AirTube headphones, they've got it on the website too. But it's 75 bucks for headphones. I pay about 5 bucks because I buy it from China. And they're pretty good. I go through them. I've got about 10 packs and I bought off the H gate. So if you want to check it out, that's a thing. But I'm all done for today. I'm so grateful for you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And enjoy the rest of your day because you deserve it. I appreciate you guys so much. I'm out of here.